I think there is something about luxury. It's not something people need, but it's what they want. It really pulls at their heart. Mark Jacobs embraces the emotive side of luxury, and Professor Ching Wang of the Warwick Business School discusses her research into the symbolic value of luxury, with a particular focus on the emerging luxury market in China. So the theme of luxury relates to my research uh, primarily because I study branding, uh, advertising. Uh, so my field of expertise is in marketing. Um, but particularly in terms of the cultural influences uh, and the consumer perception of different brands and emotional links, what brands mean to consumers. Um, clearly, different brands have different uh, meaning or different associations when consumers think about a brand. Mm -hmm. They associate with certain, uh, certain uh, characteristics or attributes and the luxury brands in particular I'm interested because it is extremely, um, if you like, um, complex and difficult to understand why consumers would spend so much money on something which would have been considered uh, by some other consumers useless, if you like, um, but it's so important to them as an integral part of their life mm -hmm. and they felt almost lost without some of those luxuries that they cling on uh, mm -hmm. in, in their life. So that's really one of the reasons I really want to understand what is it that makes makes luxury brands different from other brands. Mm -hmm. And what also prompted me to, to go into this field even more is the, um, if, because I'm studying cultural differences, is the uh, rise of luxury consumption in emerging markets, mm -hmm. particularly in China. And so I have a network called the uh, Marketing, Innovation and the Chinese and Emerging Economies. So under that network, and we wanted to really look at uh, what make uh, China, which only just become economically um, uh, strong in the past 20 years and suddenly had such huge demand for luxuries. Um, so that's really uh, the, 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 the focus of my, my work mm -hmm. at the moment. And we found that a couple of research projects that we have been we have done, uh, we've just finished uh, two. And so we look at um, when consumers in, in in China, you know, when when they are uh, clearly they love luxuries because Western, they associate Western countries with luxury. They associate Western countries with uh, sophistication. Mm -hmm and they are extremely status conscious and those new rich they in a sense they were they are no old rich in china it was a communist state so everybody was the same level of income and if you could say it poor uh, so everybody who is rich now is new rich and how do they distinguish themselves from the crowd that used to be one of them they want they want to make sure that they they their success their achievement have been noticed and the the, the, the brands particular luxury brands become a tool extremely efficient and effective tools because you don't have to spend ages to learn lots and lots of knowledge to show that you are rich mm -hmm. you can just grab a, a bag an LV bag or uh, or a Prada, a Prada um, a bag and then you will then immediately stand out from crowds mm -hmm. um, so that is one of the incentives for the for for the luxury the rise of luxury uh, products in, in China 
is to, to is a status, you know, to show their status, to show that they success, they, they, they and that they have achieved, mm -hmm. and they, they are they are better than others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, however, um, I what my our research is really look at what happens when you actually gradually the globalization and the production of luxuries become disentangled from the country of origin of that brands that's no longer necessarily in western produced in western countries they probably are producing their own countries in, in in the emerging markets in china or brazil and when that happens uh, will that association break you know will they still consider a brand which is no longer produced in the Western countries um, will still have the same carry the same kind of status in the same kind of uh, some symbolic value for them and so we did some research project that really was the research question we wanted to tackle um, that would also be useful uh, for the manufacturers uh, in the West mm -hmm. to understand what is the long-term effect mm -hmm. of such um, uh, incongruency of many uh, of uh, country of origin and country of manufacturing will that only be a uh, if you like a temporary uh, blip and then everybody will get used to it and it doesn't really matter where it's produced or is that going to be gradually a decline of, of Western brand being considered as luxury and therefore there might actually be a potential competition of the new luxury brands that produced from those emerging markets mm -hmm. that will actually start to come to, to the shore and start to compete with the, the old uh, sort of Western luxury brands. So, so from the competitive landscape, we also want to understand the sustainability of such strategy. You've just been listening to Professor Ching Wang of Warwick Business School discussing her view of luxury. This podcast was brought to you by the University of Warwick's Knowledge Centre. I'm Lucy Hanford and the producer was Craig Hinks. The Luxury Network is formed of the Global History and Culture Centre at the University of Warwick, the VNA, Stockholm University, the University of Melbourne and the University of Bologna. To find out more about the network, visit warwick.ac.uk forward slash luxury and discover similar podcasts, articles and related material at warwick.ac.uk forward slash knowledge.